Hey, and welcome to Wednesday Evening Discipleship. My name is Rory, and I'm part of the staff team here at HTC. And tonight, we're going to be continuing our series, Restricted But Advancing. And we're going to be looking at the topic of ambition. What do you want to be when you grow up? From an early age, we've all been asked about our ambitions. If you'd asked me that question when I was three, I'd have said that I wanted to be a postman because my favourite TV show back then was Postman Pat. I made it my ambition that summer to post letters through the gap between the doors and the door frames all over our home every day. I'm a thrill seeker, I know. The world around us encourages us to have ambition, especially in our work. And it's quite a competitive and personal thing. It's my ambition because it fascinates me and it excites me. And I want to be the best that I can be at that thing. And it's so often centred around ourselves and pretty much exclusively benefits ourselves too. That promotion at work, that higher salary, that amazing home, that dream holiday. But right now we're in lockdown. Maybe you feel like lockdown has restricted your ambitions and closed the door on your goals. It may even feel like God has been saying no to your ambitions in this time. Can we even have ambitions right now? I'm not going to say tonight that ambition is wrong. No, ambition can be a really great thing. Without ambition, we would lack motivation and settle for less than we ought to. Now tonight I want to get us thinking about who our ambition is for. And this digs down beyond the surface of ambitions. We're not really talking about the physical, tangible result of the ambition, but more about the motives and the heart behind them. On Sunday, Jago spoke to us from the end of Philippians chapter 3, asking us the questions, are we running scared, worshipping ourselves, glorying in our shame and focusing on things under the sun? Or are we running forward towards the prize for which God has called us heavenwards in Christ Jesus? If our ambitions reveal our direction, which direction are you heading in? In his book on ethics, God in the Dock, C.S. Lewis wrote this. Ambition, we must be careful what we mean by it. If it means the desire to get ahead of other people, which is what I think it does mean, then it is bad. If it means simply wanting to do a thing well, then it is good. It isn't wrong for an actor to want to act his part as well as it can possibly be acted. But the wish to have his name in bigger type than the other actors is a bad one. As Christians, we hold this tension between ambition being a good thing, but also potentially being self-indulgent. So how do we hold these two seemingly opposing weights together? Now, Paul talks a lot about ambition in his letters, as does James. And there's two types of ambition that they talk about. I'm going to call them selfish ambition and kingdom ambition. The majority of times ambition is talked about in the New Testament is in the context of a warning, a warning of selfish ambition. In the passage we looked at on Sunday, Paul wrote that for those who have selfish ambition, their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. James warns us that where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder 
and every evil practice. Sometimes our ambitions can look good and fruitful on the outside, but they can be drenched with wrong motives on the inside. Motives to put ourselves ahead of others and make less of other people. Remember what Paul said in Philippians chapter 1. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry. They preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing they can stir up trouble. So ambition can be dangerous for Christians. Not necessarily the goal of the ambition, but the motives for the ambition. When the desire to promote ourselves comes above the desire to promote Jesus, we can fall foul of selfish ambition. Stirring up troubles and evil practice are never the goals of my ambitions, but they can so often be the result of them. And I think that can happen because our ambitions for our self-promotion will never fulfill us. We strive and strive and strive so that we can get to do that thing and then we realise that it's not going to fulfill us and everything comes crashing down around us. Our selfish ambitions are never going to bring us everlasting joy that we hope they might. So if that's the warning about ambition, what's the encouragement? Paul doesn't only rebuke ambition, he does encourage kingdom ambition. In Philippians chapter 3 verse 16, Paul writes this, Only let us live up to what we have already attained. He's saying, be ambitious to live up to your salvation. Not that that will make us any more saved, but live like you understand the cost of your salvation. Possibly one of the most interesting places where Paul talks of ambition is in this first letter to the Thessalonians. He's writing to a church of new Christians who have been badly treated by non-Christians. And at this point in the letter, he is giving them instruction about living in a godly way. And he says this, he says, make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. And that doesn't sound very ambitious, does it? And this is coming from Paul, who drew in crowds wherever he went, who ended up in prison and who was eventually martyred for his faith. So why lead a quiet life? Well, Paul goes on, make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent on anyone. So Paul gives two reasons. He's saying, let it be your ambition to be a witness of Jesus Christ to those who don't yet believe. Let your life show the integrity and the humility that Jesus lived with. Don't stir up trouble for anyone around you. And then he's saying, let it be your ambition not to be dependent on anyone. We're always dependent on someone, even if it's just ourselves. But we're all sinful and broken. And so we can know that we can always be let down. Paul is encouraging the church to have the ambition of being dependent only on Jesus Christ. Only in full dependence on him can we know the fullness of life and fullness of joy we would otherwise be striving for. So ambitions can be good, as long as our motives are right, to know Jesus more and for him to be known more. We need to guard ourselves against having selfish ambitions and choose to have kingdom ambitions instead. So how do we do that? Well, I want to suggest two ambitions for each of us. 
which will protect and guard us from ever falling foul of selfish ambition. And they are ambitions that we can grow in right now in lockdown. In fact, I wonder if the current restrictions on living will help us to grow in these ambitions. And the first is this. Have ambition to deepen your dependence on Jesus. As a church, we talk about having deep roots. Trees with deep roots are strong and they can't be pulled over by the wind. And Christians with deep roots in Jesus are strong and won't be swayed by the world. How are you growing deep roots of dependence in Jesus right now? I know in my life that prayer is the most helpful way for me to grow my dependence on Jesus. I say to God, I choose you over me today. I choose not to be self-sufficient, but to be totally dependent on you. Like any ambition, we need to work at it. We need to be active, not passive, in choosing to pray, God, your will be done. Your kingdom come in my life. This is such an important ambition to have. We're going to face moments where the temptation to indulge our selfish ambitions will try to get the better of us. Staying in prayerful dependence of Jesus will help us to stand firm and not slip into those indulgent ambitions. Prayer is so helpful to keep our motives in check. And Jesus teaches us this too. In Matthew 6, he says, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. Seek first his kingdom. Let's seek Jesus first before anything else we do. And then we will learn to be dependent on him for everything else in life. And more than that, I think we'll be more aware of his goodness to us in our everyday. We'll be quicker to know his provision and love and care of us. Some practical ways you might want to explore this with us here at HTC. Why not join a connect group if you're not already in one, where we encourage one another and support each other as we grow together in our dependence on Jesus. Or you might want to join us on HTC Daily every morning 8.30 on Zoom as we kick off each day in prayer depending on Jesus. So that's the first ambition for us. Have ambition to deepen your dependence on Jesus. Here's the second. Have ambition to use your rooftop to proclaim Jesus. We've spoken a bit about our rooftops over the last couple of weeks since Jager interviewed Pat Allerton, the portable priest. Do go and check that out online if you haven't already. And I want to encourage us tonight not to forget the unique position and the unique power of our rooftops. And more than that, do you have ambition for your rooftop? Ambition for you, not for you to receive any glory, but ambition for Jesus to be proclaimed. We all have friends and family who may only be reached by the gospel from our rooftops. At the end of his letter to the Romans, Paul speaks of his own ambition. He says this, I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me. It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known. Paul's ambition was to use his rooftop to preach Jesus, but he knew it was only through Jesus that the work was accomplished. He wouldn't take any of the glory for seeing people come to know him. No, Paul says, I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished. 
So how can we use our ambition to stay running forward, knowing our citizenship is in heaven? Have ambition to deepen your dependence on Jesus. Have ambition to use your rooftop to proclaim Jesus. If we keep dependence on Jesus and proclaiming Jesus as our main ambitions, I believe we will see God's kingdom come in our lives and in the lives of those around us more and more. Amen. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, we praise you that you chose to reveal yourself to us. Thank you for the fullness of life and fullness of joy we can know in you. And I ask now that for each one of us listening, that you would help us to be growing deep roots in you. Give us motivation and excitement for knowing more of you at work in us and through us. And Lord, give us bold ambitions for using our rooftops to proclaim you as the Lord of our lives. And we pray all of this for the glory of Jesus' name alone. Amen.